Hello, my snackcasters. This is Nuke Chas, and I've got an episode of Nutty Bites for you that is going to be very helpful this year. What do you do to get in that spoopy feeling for the spoopy season of October, but you don't like scary movies? Well, we're going to be talking about scary movies for people who don't like scary movies or scary movies for your mom, which is actually the inspiration for this. My mom doesn't like scary movies. I've got a couple sisters, a couple friends that really just don't like scary movies. So I decided to do an episode where we would suggest movies that you can watch to get in the mood and have a little bit of the creep, but not scary. With me today. Hi, I'm Tech, and I'm going to try to find not scary, scary movies. Because guess what? I don't really like horror. So we're going to... I think this is a really good topic. I, I plan on having fun with this. And we may have, you know, given ourselves a handicap because my next guest really loves horror, gore, and his favorite thing is when the kids die. But he's not allowed to mention any of those today. From Virginia, we have. It's me, that dude who does that torturing in October, Jason. <laughs> who is in the middle of the 31 Days of Horror uh, Halloween Horror Fest at nerdswithvoices.com and down at Deeper Cell. We've got our very good friend. Hi, I'm Jax, stealing tech stick, apparently. Everyone it's, does. It's, great. It's, it's okay, Big Daddy. You're allowed. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> southern, it's the southern Bell version. Hey, phrasing. We should put that in as one of the like incentive goals. The biggest Big Daddy gets to steal my shtick. <laughs> Listen, we, listen. We're we're still going to get. I a, swear there was there was one point. It's like write write a script with Nutty. Was at one point was a talk about an incentive or something way uh, back in the early still days. A producer credit where you get. To oh, that's right. That's right. There is that is yeah. that on there. I remember that. Yeah. And don't and don't forget, guys. We're still waiting for someone to pledge high enough on the Patreon to get the big daddies together for a basketball game. So that's not a reward tier. It it is. It's it's like they want to see us gasp, wheeze, fall over with bad backs, knees, and ankles. You know we got we got to get Dizzle on this, right? No, we got to get Rich on here because then it'd be the all daddy, all big daddy podcast right now. But we're not talking about Patreon right now. We're talking about scary movies for people who don't like scary movies. One more rule. This is not an ego contest in any ways. Like, think about those people in your life and in your family that do not like scary movies. Now, what I don't want to have happen is for this to devolve into like a four-way fight of, you know what I recommend that's not scary? Hostile. Because that's not scary yeah, at all. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You this know is what? real advice. You have a seven-year-old? Do the Saw Marathon. See how long no, they we're stay We're not awake. doing any of that. Like, honestly, these legit have to be movies my mom would like, okay? I think is, my thing is, why are you just listening to the conversation my mother had with me when I was little because I was afraid of horror movies? Yeah, well, this is why Jason is the way he Um, so i want to talk about some of the reasons that we've heard that people don't like scary movies and i know one of them that tech and i share jump scares i hate jump scares what's a jump scare oh god (laughs) sorry it's a a lazy movie technique wait what um oh no no, it's 100 thousand percent correct I forget. You know, I, it, it happened just a, a little while ago. I watched back to back a horror movie and a just a a psychological thriller. And I forget what the two movies were, but they were they were both on the same topic. And I remember thinking the thriller is scarier than the horror movie yeah. because the horror movie has like jump and blood and guts and musical stings and. The, the 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 thriller just did like the slow creep out for the whole two hours. Yeah, and that was better. 
for if you like that kind of thing. Um, I will say that there was there's only one jump scare that I can think of that. I mean, I hated it at the time, but I think like they did it. No one else should. And that would be Carrie. The last scene of Carrie. Um, This is not a movie for mom to watch, though. (laughs) Psycho. Ah, Was that a jump scare? Sort of iconic. Yeah, yeah, definitely iconic. Well, you know, when when it comes to jump scares, a lot of movies now, they they don't understand what subtlety is. They put and jump so scares in the trailers. They they put jump scares in the trailers. They queue up the jump scares to musical cues. So like it so tech in the, your favorite style of music, there's a beat drop. In horror movies, there's a scare drop. And <laughs> like they legitimately tie them to the musical score. So if you're one of those people who loves listening to soundtracks or listening to the scores of movies, you can literally hear the scare coming. Right. Yeah. Where are the days of the the, the, the musical build up to the, yeah. the the inevitable? Yeah. yeah. They they uh they left those in the eighties with the Casio keyboard. Mm, poor thing. Fair. Fair. Uh, what are some other things that generally keep people away from scary movies? A gore. Absolutely. A lot of a lot of people are turned off by the sight of blood. I, I remember a, a coworker of mine during a first aid a, a first aid training video where they watched the obviously very fake hand go through the bandsaw and dude like a falling leaf, uh, like a like 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 a damsel at a ball in eighteen sixty four. Down he goes, clutching pearls, <laughs> hand back of the hand to his head. Oh my! Paramedics come and he was fine. They thought he had a diabetic. Uh, episode we thought his sugars had crashed no 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 he just fainted when he saw the fake finger down so, goes fraser right down so so we would we fraser. would chase him around as soon as we knew that he was squeamish around blood it turned into a thing you know we work in a garage right so you accidentally cut yourself and you've got like a little bit of blood on your glove or something you'd like run across the floor <laughs> hey randy look at this and he's like running away from you as fast as his busted legs can carry Dude, i don't want to see it no and this wow. is and this is this is how we treat each other. <laughs> and this is why I am what I am. But uh, a lot a lot of people do not like blood, guts, and gore. Now you can be scary without without violence. Mm-hmm. And there are some really good scary movies. I can't come up with an example. There are really good scary movies out there that don't have an ounce of blood in them. Oh, I got I mean, a great one. Well, sorry, there's there's one busted nose at the end, but absolute creep with no gore. Mm-hmm. One hour photo. Oh, but that's scary. <sighs> That, that is, is scary. that is it, not it, for my mom. It's very that is an, scary. There are scenes in that movie that are literally over the top, and do not quote them this time. I cannot quote them. <laughs> Although, if you've seen it, it's probably one of my favorite non-funny Robin Williams performances. It's a beautiful performance in a very scary movie. Uh, going back to the gore, by the way, my uh, I'm a little pr- family promo here. My uh, one of my nibblings was in a short film titled Man Eater by Jack Rooney. And um, I watched it. It's 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 this my mom can watch because she did watch it. Uh, and it is a, ho- a a horror musical comedy. Uh, yeah. Put Little Shop of Horrors and Repo the Genetic Opera together yeah. and make it done as a uh, film theater studies final project. I have a yeah. little a little bit of an argument on who the actual villain is. I mean, I felt a little personal, but other than that, uh, but no, uh, uh, one of the the people involved in the production could not be on set during any of the bloody scenes or watch those scenes. And I'm like, but it looks like cherry pie filling. It doesn't look anything like blood. So if somebody has a sensitivity, we can understand that. Um, 
And uh, uh, what are some other reasons that might keep someone away? Um, well, I think this is more of a more modern turn when it comes to horror because of people like Eli Roth, um, but assaults. Um, yeah. They they throw those in there because again, if you want to show how edgy your movie is or how intense your movie is, um, they put in assaults. Um, and I, I honestly, I think those are cheap because generally the payback to the people who commit those things is never on the same level as the act itself. Um, and I think that's a trope in horror movies that should always be is equivalence, right? Like. If Jason Voorhees kills a bunch of teens, he has to die at the end. Same thing with Freddy, same with, you know, Chucky. But in these instances, whether it's, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name of it now. Um, but films like, um, Deliverance. Yeah. Um, I Spit on Your Grave. That's the one I couldn't, um, the, the payback at the end is just, it's, it's not equivalent. And a lot of people are turned off by that because, they are very it's a heavy spice to put in the, the the meal that is your movie yeah no i agree and i think that you know uh having things relate to your own experiences could be you know a big turnoff i agree 100 percent. and i think also a, a lot of what we're saying here these are the the cheap thrills and people trying to mask uh bad storytelling yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say a lot of what Jason was saying is we throw it in there because even though it adds absolutely no value to any sort of plot or reason. And yeah, I get it. Most horror films don't have maybe the most intricate or deep plot to say, you know, something that is they're trying to make it more into than something more than just a cash grab, which let's be real. A lot of horror movies are just trying to get that quick Halloween buck money and maybe make three or seven sequels. All there's getting progressively lazier and lazier. Oh. There's a reason they don't air these in March, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think you both bring up a, a, a really good point, and I, I agree. I, I'm willing to expand it a little bit further, and I think one thing that sort of, well, it turns me off from a lot of horror movies is just the tropes themselves. Mm. I mean, oh, look, it's another movie about a haunted house filled with an avenging spirit who somebody who died there before. Gee, I wonder if it's going to come up from under the bed and eat the kids again. I just no, the closet this time. It's the closet. It's the closet this time. time, (laughs) Completely unexpected. (laughs) Completely different movie. I just get so sick to death of that. And there was like a brief period in the early 2000s where suddenly they discovered that there were other movie there were other movie markets that had different tropes. And then all of a sudden, especially the Japanese horror movies got really big for a while when they started making remakes because it was a whole new set of tropes. Remember the first time you saw the ring? That was scary as hell because I had no idea what was going on. The idea that the monsters in a videotape spoilers. Um, it just, it mom, you cannot watch the ring. You cannot watch. the ring. <laughs> but it, unless the idea you're, that- Unless you're a dead inside person no, like me. No, this is my mother we're who talking giggled, to. Who giggled we're talking specifically to my mother. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> you. So, uh, so, but the thing is, is that, that you know, I watch, I, I can't remember the other ones, but it was The Grudge. There's yeah, a couple Grudge, others. yeah. My friends wanted me to watch Itchy the Killer, but I never no. did. But the, <laughs> the, the idea in that all of these movies is that it was something fresh and new, and that brought my eyes back to the screen because it wasn't just another, I don't know, bad trope it yeah. wasn't another uh shock and awe for the effects horror film yeah right 
uh, you know, it's just, it's why I started watching the Saw franchise. Mom, you're not going to want to watch Saw. No. Even, no. even though it has pop I don't no, even touch those. Away. Because the, the, at least the first couple, what was really interesting is that Jigsaw doesn't kill you. Okay, I don't want to scare the people listening to this off of the podcast. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very interesting take because the killer isn't the killer. All right. And I'll leave it at that. There. Okay. Uh, and then I think another big thing is some people don't like horror movies that are too realistic and has too much real horror. And some people don't like horror movies when they're these gigantic monsters because that's the stuff of their nightmares. You know, some people, they're like, monsters aren't real. That's fine. But when it's too real, I can't take it. And some people, when it's the scary monsters, it's they've always had these issues. And that's something that they can't take. So we can understand a lot of the things that turn people off. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so what's the solution? What do we, how do we find a scary movie for specifically your mom or not specifically for people who don't like scary movies? Well, so, there's a lot that I'm going to say is in the spoopy. Right. Or spoopy <laughs> We're going to pretend this word is totally cromulent. And yes. Okay. So how, what makes a good spoopy movie? Now, before we get into the movies, mm-hmm. can I just say that there are, I want to say at least two movies, no, three that are considered horror but are not. They are not horror, and we all know them, love them, and we would recommend them, so I don't think they should... I think we should just get them out of the way because they're the big boys, right? Okay, what are the, What are these three? Easy. Zombieland. Okay. Okay. Cabin yeah. in the Woods. I wouldn't even min- have my mom watch Cabin in the Woods. I think she'd be way scared at the elevator scene. Right. Cabin Cabin in the Woods is special because that's like a reward for horror fans. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin, Cabin in the Woods is special in the fact that it takes all of the tropes and literally just kind of flips them on their head. And basically it's almost completely a satire film. Yeah. But it it, it, it it straddles that line just enough that you're just like, oh, no, scary thing, scary thing. Wait a minute. And then you get to the big twist because I don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah, who yeah. somehow hasn't seen it. And you're like, wait a minute. Really? Yeah, when, best, right. line in the, best line in the movie. When you hear the ding, the elevator door opens and just, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. No. Or All the right, best, So what's or, movie number three? Army of Darkness. The third film in the uh, oh. Evil Dead series. Shop smart. Shop smart. I also think that's a reward for watching the first two movies, which is torture. I don't think <laughs> I would allow my mom to watch that. My mom could watch what? Zombieland, and that's the only one of the three. But she's watched Zombieland? No, she, no, she has not. Okay. And she's not watched any of these movies. But, but of now- these three movies, I would say... Uh, if you're watching it with the nephews, yeah, you could you could watch that. the one thing. The one thing that is true about those three movies, and Jason mm. comes across a very important point, which we discussed last night, is that a great way to diffuse fear is with laughter. Yes, comedy cures fear, which is why you know there's such things as gallows humor. When you are confronted with a stressful situation in your life, it's normal to make a joke to diffuse some of the tension. I do it all the time. I've got a shattered leg. I have lost all the ligaments in my foot. I am howling in pain. My friend, my dear friend Ryan the medic, is trying to mend my busted leg together, and I can't stop cracking jokes. Why? Because I'm terrified. I, 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 I may never walk again. Of course, I'm cracking jokes. It's diffusing the tension. Exactly. So, so Cabin in the Woods, Army of Darkness, and Zombieland, managed to curtail a lot of the um a lot of the horror in the you know a zombie or demon witches in the scenario by making it funny i agree with you 100 percent. and every one of the the movies on my list have a humor element 
And, and that's what makes it work. I'm going to say another element that makes a, mo- a scary movie work for people who don't like scary movies is the audience's consent. They keep the audience audience's consent and they do not flip it on you. They don't bring anything out of hiding. They don't um, make you feel something and then betray you. Yeah, it's, you know, that I think is a very novel concept that people don't seem to understand when it comes to horror. We understand it when it comes to dramas or comedies or other types of movies. Um, You know, say you're watching a movie that you think is just a rom-com and then all of a sudden someone is assaulted, murdered, and killed, and now the movie has a different turn, and you're like, wait a minute, what? This is not what I signed up for. Exactly. It's a wrong and, moment. On their first date, he gets a phone call. Hi, let's play a game. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm, looking, yeah I'm looking at you, P.S. I love you, stupid. Also, notebook, stupid. Um, <laughs> you know really, I, the notebook? No, I, I, I know movie. where you're going there, because it does it, it, it does violate your consent there. As that the movie ends with a murder-suicide, but anyway. Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another one. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. I walked into yeah. that theater expecting <laughs> a good movie, and I walked out. You, we, you went in expecting it to be a movie about Pearl Harbor, I, and I, it was not. No. I did not give them consent to make that crap. <laughs> so, you know, but I think one of the other things when, it, you know, you talk about comedy breaking up the tension is that that is not a new idea. No. That no. is an old idea. I mean, Shakespeare did it um, in yeah. Mercutio's monologue as he's dying on the steps. He's making fun of his own life because he's been in love with Romeo this whole time and he's dying for this dude. Yeah. Well, I'll, okay. So we're going to talk about an old example that you need to show your mom, which I'm pretty sure she's already seen. Number one in my list of movie recommendations. Hang on before we get there. Ah. Are there any <laughs> other elements that we think are important for this type of movie? Mm-hmm. We've got humor, the audience's consent, and we ignore all the things that we said. You can, you know what? Um, I, uh, playing, uh, I think it goes with the consent thing, but you know, yeah. playing up to the audience's intelligence mm-hmm. is also a thing because if the movie is crafted intelligently, and yes. if the story it's telling is fun and it needs I'm enjoying to be myself, engaging, I agree. Right, but I'm willing to put up with a creep out or the occasional jump scare, or even willing to pull up uh, with a giant monster. If the, the the story calls for it logically, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to watch Jason Thirteen. But if it's a uh... some semblance of a plot, it sounds like yeah, coming here yeah, from tech. Like, yeah. I think for me, I may end up taking more of a backseat in this conversation because a lot of the, I guess, I'm just going to call it what it is. The Halloween films that people just watch during Halloween for me are never anyway, anyway, considered scary or horror films. Why? Because I'm a sucker for animated things. Like I'm a sucker for all the claymation stuff. I am a sucker for the things that include some sort of visual effect. Hi, Casper. Um, so- oh, Casper. I love yeah. Casper. Uh, because, uh, because you're right. Like there are some things in the animated world that are going to be a thousand times scarier than I'll give you an example. I have seen exactly one episode of Attack on Titan. Oh, I've seen so much of it. (laughs) And I I can't. I cannot bring myself. I know, but it gets so much better later on. No, it starts with his mom getting et by that (laughs) giant skinless dude in full graphic screaming violence. I don't need to see anymore. Yeah, mom, you're never allowed to watch Attack on Titan. I checked out. Listen, anime fans listening are going to hate me. They're going to rage. They're going to do this. But to be honest, 
if you skip Attack on Titan, you're not missing much. So, so Tech, what is your number one? Go ahead with your number one. I know it's on my list. Young Frankenstein. Take the story. <laughs> take the story of Frankenstein, like the original horror story, the original novel. Yeah, the original uh, 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 speculative fiction. Right, the original spec fic, the original story, the original horror story, one of the first horror movies, and have it done by Mel Brooks, starring Gene Wilder. And guess what? It's awesome. And Peter Boyle and, as the monster. And Peter Boyle as the monster. Anyway, it is it is just as dumb as everything else Mel Brooks has done, and God bless him too, because my God, is this ever a fun, stupid time? Like, and it may surprise you, but Madeline Kahn is glorious in this. Igor with his big hump shuffling up. Oh, walk this way. And he shuffles away and then everybody else just kind of shuffles along after him because they're walking his way. Uh, it just, it is that level of stupidity and it's it's a it's fantastic it's a fun halloween movie and you don't need to know all the ins and outs of frankenstein in order to enjoy it i mean i think i probably watched that before i ever watched or read any legit frankenstein i Um, uh, nerd alert i've not ever read mary shelley's frankenstein um it's not been one of those things i've actually come across in the periods when i've had time to read something but have you seen young frankenstein Yes. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jack. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm like, Um, he's being quiet. Oh, my God. He's never seen this. He's got that look in his face. He's kind of mad at me. No, he's good. He's fine. It's just Jack. (laughs) You know, I also think, you know, with a lot of these, though, specifically things of like the creature feature type, if the creature's not scary, it helps make the movie not scary, right? Yeah. And since and, you identify with, or not identify, you empathize with Peter Boyle's Frankenstein or monster. Yeah. Sorry. The nerds the is, listeners are going to get really mad. Like, um, <laughs> actually, Frankenstein's the doctor. So, well, you, know, you could, that's a whole other podcast. In time. <laughs> well, yes, we Dr. Frankenstein is the monster just as, <laughs> is the monster as well. But now, there's always that. Now, I will say though, you know, Again, creature features. If the monster's not scary, it helps. One of the reasons why I it's hard for me... I mean, I do list it as horror, but I generally would introduce people to them, are the Godzilla film. Because outside of the original Gogeta, which has a political commentary and a social commentary... It's a very and, psychological movie, that first yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, outside of that one, I don't think any of the other Godzillas are scary at all. Oh, they're so goofy. Yeah, Godzilla at one point drop kicks a monster. Like, let's be real. Oh, if, the tail slide? <laughs> yes. Like a guy in a a guy in a giant rubber suit sliding on his tail to double you know, double kick a monster. That's not scary. Oh, come on. The um the other day, uh, was it last year for the for last year's Halloween horror festival uh, we did uh it was um it was it was Godzilla King of the Monsters, was no, it? Godzilla no, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, that's what's it. King Ghidorah. Yeah, that's not scary at all. That noodle necked golden dragon with the, with the three with the, th- the three little cat monster dudes. Yeah, they oh I want those as a stuffy. I'm still wanting those as plushies that I can get. And if you tried one of the Godzilla movies that are all rubber suit, and that's too scary, mm. may I suggest 
looking up Godzilla Land on YouTube. It is a counting game. game. So, so Jax, have you ever heard of this Godzilla in Godzilla Land? No, I it don't. Is a, it is a kid's show in Japan, an animated kid's show made for kids adorable. about four and five years old. It's like a Sesame Street level show, but it's Godzilla and all of his friends, including a little girl Godzilla named Godzilla. And her little spinies are hearts. Her little little pink hearts. Oh, my gosh. Right. So they live on this island. And, uh, well, Godzilla sucks at catching fish. And Godzilla's better. And then she cooks them for him with with her radiation breath. And then as they're, how many fish did I catch for you today, Godzilla? You caught each knee, son, she, four fish. Yay. So it's learning to count and learning your letters and how to how to read hiragana. So they go through all of these like preschool lessons. But it's an animated cartoon about Godzilla, the king of the monsters. It's the cutest thing ever. It's freaking awesome. It is glorious. So if, if Godzilla is too scary, we will recommend Godzilla. Yeah, we recommend Godzilla and yeah. God. Yes. And of course, Godzilla. So, uh, Jax, what is, uh, one of your movie suggestions? So, like I said, a lot of, for me, Halloween spoopy mm-hmm. movies, um, you know, I could, I could, I could, I could cheap out and go with the Nightmare Before Christmas or Corpse Bride, mostly because I watched Corpse Bride literally like a week and a half ago because I was on a kick. I but think I would, are fair. I would actually say because I, I was looking up at a list here and I was actually reminded of a film that isn't really isn't really Halloween, but it still kind of has. You could you could argue it one way or another that it's more of a dystopian future vibe, but the movie Nine. <gasps> um, yes. And nine nine has some of the best fight choreography I've seen in an animated film. Yeah, and essentially, it, if if any of the listeners haven't seen this movie, I recommend going to look it up. But essentially, it takes place in a post. I think the best time period I can really put it is post World War One. Steampunk went awry, and mm. we ruined the Earth with machinations and the like. And the only saving grace is literally. Number nine is what all we know him as. And you, you learn that essentially certain parts of their creator's soul essentially was put into these creatures to be able to bring back humanity. But the whole time, it's this suspense of they're trying to survive against the unknowing machines that obviously don't want to stop existing. And, you know, it, it, it hits hits the nail on the head for me, you know. It's it's animated, so I don't have to I don't have to deal with any of the other things. So I know I there's there's the portion of my mind that's like, all right, I know certain things are unrealistic, but the suspense is there to keep me engaged there, and not like step away and be like, nope, can't deal with there's this. There's sentient, movable ragdolls. Yes, it is not realistic. Um, but it always reminded me of um, uh, Sackboy. Yes. From oh, what are those games called? A little, bit, a little big planet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, it's computer animated, but it's computer animated very close to like the claymation style. I mean, it is produced by Tim Burton. So there is a little bit of that, but it's not one of his directed, I don't think. Right. No, no I don't think so. Um, so it has that, that nice vibe, that, that nice look. And I will say that most of Tim Burton's claymation animated things I would put on this list. Because they are, they definitely have, that's why I said spoopy. It has that, that feel to it without ever worrying that you're going to go too far. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas is probably the scariest of them. Um, they are all very accessible. Um, 
And I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I will just take Okay, so Tim Burton actually was a producer on Nine. Yeah. Uh, the director was actually Shane Acker. Yeah. So it's, Shane, it's, in, it's in the Tim, Tim Burton umbrella. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Coraline isn't one of his, but he produced it. So people. It also, say, it, also oh, it also has a draw for me in the fact that uh, Elijah Wood stars as number nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's the voice for number for four nine. Yeah, yeah, and you've also got John C. Riley, Jennifer Connelly, Christopher Plummer, Crispin Glover, Martin Landau. We were talking about him the other day, um, and Fred, Tad- Fred Tadascore, who's on like every animated thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about Martin Landau in Space 1999. By the way, TV show from the 70s and the original sci-fi horror. Yeah, um, the, uh, I was going to say, my head. I was going to say, you probably could scroll down that cast list and you're going to find a guy who's done every movie, Frank Welker. Uh, probably. Totoro? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I love Nine. Um, I'm going to bring my number one. Okay. I'm going to bring my number one. My number one is very much in that Halloween you expect. If I told you it's a movie about vampires, you would think, oh, that's going to be scary. I think Except I it's what for. we do in the shadows. Ah, which is a mockumentary uh, about four vampires that share a house in New Zealand. And it, they had a script for it. But they didn't give it to anybody. <laughs> they just improv the whole thing. It is probably what put Taika Waititi on the map. Uh, and everybody was like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. Um, it is amazing. I absolutely love it. It cracks me up. And I have not seen a single person who who's watched it and didn't enjoy it. And it's not it's not scary. Like there's no real there's no real blood. Like they talk about drinking blood, but it's more like when you're eating someone on the couch, can you remember to put down some like newspaper or something? Blood is really hard to get out. You know, things like that. Yeah, I think um, the worst is there's the one scene where he brings the girl over and things go wrong. And then later in the film, when their friend who recently became a vampire ate human food and those are probably two of the wor- like the the grossest yeah. scenes in the film those two instances and the rest of it's just kind of like ah okay yeah, this well, is uh, clearly a satire pull the, the fight versus the werewolves in the in the in the in the park where one won't stop cussing he's like we're werewolves not, not swear wolves <laughs> god i love that i movie. will see your what we do in the shadow with a movie it owes its creation to that we all, except for Jax, didn't know existed, but we ended up watching it. Vamps. I think what, did what we do in the shadows come out before or after Vamps? It came out after. Vamps came out in 2012. What we do in the shadows came out in, it came out in 2014. So what if we did the same thing, but it's not. Not a mockumentary. It's not a mockumentary. It's 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 Jessica Jones. Yeah, what if it was Jessica Jones as a Valley Girl vampire? With uh, <laughs> a share from Clueless. Let's not forget that. I yes. Mean, yeah, and Al- uh, what's her name? Allison. No, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone as her roommate, yeah. as the two of them are Valley Girl vampires. Yeah, I would say that Jessica. it's more, not so much a Jessica Jones version of Kristen Ritter and more of a Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 Kristen Ritter. Um, but yes, absolutely. It is fantastic. It is, And it's on my list, too. Um, filled with, um, filled with other, uh, actors that you know. We've got Sigourney Weaver, Malcolm McDowell, 
uh, 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 oh, what's his name with the hair? I'll find it and, and we'll feel stupid. Oh, Wallace Shawn is in it. He plays a really prominent role too. Uh, Richard Lewis. Love him. Yeah, Richard, Richard Lewis. Lewis. I mean, there's just so many uh, smart and funny people. And th- when they do stuff, all right, so if you don't like blood, the only blood that you see is campy blood, like wiping it off their lips or drinking from a straw. Um, so I will warn you that that is there. If that's too much for you, then you know not to access it. But it's not a lot. It's very minimal. And Hon- it's just fun. Honestly, I think the the spider walking down and up buildings is scarier. And that's because it's terrible CGI. Oh, it's such. A, it, but the thing is, they know that they're like, we're going to do special effects and we're going to do them badly on purpose. Also, guys, don't forget Kristen Johnston from Third Rock from the Sun was in this thing. Yes, Mary Lou Henner was in this thing. Like everybody in it is somebody. Vamps is good, good, accessible fun. Yeah, uh, and not very scary at all. As a matter of fact, it's 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 basically clueless with pointy teeth. It's <laughs> it is. It's 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 like clueless meets Buffy. <laughs> yeah, like it it and it plays on those same type of tropes like what we do in the shadows right like yeah because malcolm mcdowell is vlad the impaler and at one and it, and they have basically aa meetings for vampires who are trying to live a normal life and he's giving up the impaling thing for knitting yeah knitting <laughs> knitting is helping and it's and so good in what we do in the shadows we have vlad the poker <laughs> so these are these are all really good um tech do you have another i do Go one ahead. of my absolute favorite movies of all time the first time i was on halloween horror fest i made jason add this movie so i could talk about it because what's scarier uh, than giant horrible monsters that live underground with like triple snake demon tongues that grab people by the feet and pull you underground how on earth do you make this palatable well one you make it really funny two you make it starring Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre, and you call it Tremors. And, and Michael you, Gross. And Michael Gross. And you give Kevin Bacon the worst Southern accent. <laughs> the worst Southern accent. I don't pay him to talk. <laughs> that's not why he's in this movie. <laughs> nope. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. But, but yeah, we do. Uh, but we do pay him to dance. Okay. Yes. Right. But you. Okay. On that note, we have to bad Southern accent. You're gonna say Kevin Bacon has the worst, but somehow. Uh, Daniel Craig got away it's, with Knives Out. Oh, it's better. That is a such a better Southern accent because it's delightful. And look, it, the, what we thought was a donut, we, it wasn't a donut hole at all. Like, oh god, it's so, one of the. Um, oh, it's so good. I Knives Out, by the way, which is such fun. Knives Out. Uh, that accent. Everybody tells me, oh, but it's a very specific dialect. Every person from New Orleans that I've ever asked, I said, everyone says that's a specific dialect. What are your thoughts? And they all go, no, they might have thought they were going for something very specific, but they were way off and it is hysterical. So (laughs) nobody from if you're from New Orleans and you think that sounds authentic, please let me know because everybody else is telling me no. I've not run across it. It's it's fine. But but (laughs) Tremors. Tremors does that thing where it diffuses something scary with humor because there's a lot of humor in this movie. It may not be for everybody, but it's in that action as yeah. monster sort as, of vibe. as a little side note, you've got you've got Michael Gross as Fred, the, yeah. the gun collector. Bert. 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 That's it, right? yeah. Bert. 
guns and Bert, everything Bert says in the movie about guns is wrong. Yep. Trust me, I know. And everything his wife, played by Reba McIntyre, says about guns is 100% correct because, God darn it, we love Reba. We love Reba. Listen, God, it's... I love that movie. That movie's so dumb. What a horrible waste of two hours of my life, but I'll watch it again. Listen, it's Tremors. Tremors is a movie I used to watch religiously on USA. Like, it played all the time. Like, it, it, it's, it was almost as prevalent as the marathons for, like, TV edit Friday the 13th movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Trimmers is, is, Trimmers is just an OG throwback for me. It's never been scary. Um, and sadly, none of the children that should die die in them. Um, like the kid with the pogo stick. Yeah, they're all safe, so you don't have to worry. Uh, it's, I would probably say that's probably the most risky that we've t- spoken about yet. But there's, uh, there's not a lot of it's gore. quite fun. Yeah, there's not a lot of gore. There's not a lot of like people disappear. That's what yeah. happens. People get sucked underground. And that's most of the violence you see other than, you know, them shooting, shooting guns at a big snake thing. But yeah. somebody <laughs> gets bitten on the ankle a couple of times. And that's oh, oh and one dead guy up in a power line uh, up in a, uh, a power. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, he was up there. He's so afraid he stayed up there till he, uh, you know, he starved to death. Well, somebody afraid of that Winchester rifle? You can just say <laughs> rifle. You don't have to qualify it with Winchester. We all see it's a 94. We all know it's a freaking Winchester. You don't have to qualify. God, I hate movies now, so much. Now, listen. Just, now, just, folks. Now, folks. If no. Reba McIntyre had said that, he wouldn't have complained. No, because she said, I'll take my H&H. Give me the H&H. Yes, ma'am. With that didn't big, call it with an that... H&H rifle. With that big, with that big red hair of hers. So, Jason, what's your next m- movie? For me, I'm going to since since I know this is one of your favorites, and we have done this and remake. Got to go with the craft. You think so? I think I that do. might be a bit scary. I. I mean, there might be some people who get upset by Let me give you a qualifier. Snakes. My mom can't watch Buffy the Vampire. Oh, wait, you haven't seen Buffy either. I was going to say. Nope. My mom can't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer alone. The My- TV show or the movie? Yes, but mostly the TV show. Oh, but she's got to watch that movie. Come on, it's got the she's best. She's seen the movie, the- but she Ugh! watched it with ah! her children. Yes. The best death scene ever. <laughs> she watched it with her children. All right, so my mother hasn't seen this, but I have a sister who cannot watch Supernatural alone. What degrees? Yes, the TV show. So this what is what I'm talking fear? about. Here. What degrees of fear do they have in your home? But is this the same sister that'll watch Deep Space Nine? Yes. Okay, so no problems with Batleths going through Klingons' heads. No problems with spaceships exploding. It's the scary part. It's the it's the spooky, scary stuff. Oh, sure, I get it. You know, yeah. season one of Supernatural. Oh, look, one of the guys meets a really pretty girl. Five minutes into the episode. Oh, look, she's on the ceiling and on fire. <laughs> to be fair, it's not just one of the guys. It's Sam. Anybody who <laughs> dates Sam dies. Spoilers for Supernatural. Okay. Uh, and why I said that is because I don't know who they are. And I, don't know who they are. <laughs> I don't know listen, which is which. I don't know which one's which. Listen, listen, listen. Several of my animals in this house are named after Supernatural Okay, characters. so now that we brought it up, we have to like just address it and move on. Uh, so, so Sam is the one with the long hair. Okay. Dean Moose. is the one with the short hair. Okay. Squirrel. Squirrel. Everyone, state your favorite. I'm I'm a Dean. If I'm choosing attractiveness, I'm a Dean girl. Honestly, 
I'm going to go with Crowley. He's the best dressed man no, in the he, show. You d- only get one of two. You don't get to choose another character. No picking Badger. He went for Badger, didn't he? Yes, of he course. did. No, I didn't go for... Well, yo, he was Badger in Firefly. Yes, yes he was. That's why I called him Badger. <laughs> ah, yes. What about and DJ Qualls? He's in the show. I, I do love me some Garth, but he's not one of the two that I gave you. Fine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Supernatural's daddy. I'm gonna go with with with. Uh, you got uh, Sam or Dean? Sam or Dean? My goodness. Sorry, I like Bobby. I already and know your answer, but you can share with the podcast. I like Bobby, and the fans. Then the fans will choose for me. They they believe me. They believe. Which me. one was the one with the long hair? Sam. So Dean then. Dean. There you go. You don't like moose. You prefer yes. the squirrel. <sighs> I had to choose between the two of them. You know you want supernatural, Daddy. Jax can uh, follow instructions. <laughs> you know you want. You know you want Bobby. Look, everybody loves Bobby, but we're but the criteria for this is, is these two. Yeah. Because uh, I would have picked. Gonna, the I, I guess just for the fact, <laughs> like, if if we're sticking primarily with like early seasons of the two, I'm gonna go with Dean purely just because he's presented more as the. Yeah, he's mopey and everything, but he's portrayed more as the bad Taco. character. And oh. honestly, when I, when I first started the show, edit Taco. We can I, come on, We consider that an edit. Yes. All right, all right. It's been it's burrito. Been too long. Does yeah. the guy who does my QA and goes, uh, and, you missed one. Uh, <laughs> that, that, there's been some debate on that one, but but Dean is considered the the, the you know the the one that I'm going to take care of things and things don't bother me. And Sam was always kind of the. He's always he always felt I don't like whine the, about the, it for six yeah, seasons first. Yeah, for the earliest bit, it was like Sam was the whiny character, and it was like fine. All right, yeah, sure, he's maybe the heartthrob for some, but I'm sorry, I'm just I will pick Dean over Sam for the first Look, couple of seasons. Fine, if I can't pick if I can't pick Supernatural Daddy Bobby, and I can't pick Crowley, the best dressed demon on the planet, you can't, can't pick the angels, and I can't pick I can't oh, pick Misha, and I can't pick Misha because he's just a delightful. Did see Angel, and I can't pick um, Abaddon because she's the resident bonkersly great You're like redhead. Going deep now, then yeah. I would choose. Then I would choose Moose. I would choose Sam because he'd cuddle me after. And that is uh, one of the people, one of the characters you did name an so, animal cause, after. Because if you if you give me the if you give me the expanded universe, I would have picked the car. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's different. Uh, and by the way, for your love of Bobby. I got something better. Ellsworth. Ellsworth. I mean, to be wow. fair. Ellsworth is, so Ellsworth is from uh, Deadwood. It's the same actor. It's Jim Beaver uh, who plays Bobby, plays Ellsworth <laughs> in Deadwood. And he's even better in. Um, I mean, okay. so, but your mom is not watching Supernatural. No, she's not watching Supernatural, Let's nor see. is she watching Deadwood. Oh, God, no. no. Like, I don't think your mom will watch Deadwood just from the language. I mean, the, the violence. Who knew that you could put f bombs in iambic pentameter and make it a western? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's listen. That's one of the best factoids about that show. So back to spoopy movies, Jax. Uh, I would probably say for me, I, I go with Coraline. Like we yeah. mentioned it earlier, like it it was it was a book that I read as a kid, and I of course was the the brilliant kid that read it in bed at night, and I was terrified as a child. Because I had a wonderful active imagination. And then the movie came out. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Because I was much older and I loved the story nostalgia-wise. And it was great. It's Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yes, it's Neil Gaiman. And it's done in that whole claymation style. And by the way, back to Deadwood, Al Swearingen uh, plays 
Ian McShane is one of the characters in in Coraline, it's, it's starring Dakota Fanning and Keith David. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, pretty good voice cast right there. Because yeah, Keith great. David is the cat, right? I think so. But uh, it's quite good. It's a little scary, but I think it's doable. I think my mom could get through it. Uh, she did read, and I would love for them to do the same thing. Um, uh, oh, shoot. What's the name of the book? The Graveyard Book. I think it's just called The Graveyard by Neil Gaiman. Um, I would love for them to do the same treatment to The Graveyard as they did for Coraline, but maybe do it as like a TV show. And this is a, a young child that goes to graveyards because they can see ghosts. All right, back to me. Uh, so we're going to go into more humor. And I am going to go into something that is from the 80s, heavily CG'd in early CG. And that would be Death Becomes Her. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know how well it holds up. I really need to do a rewatch. I know Jason and Jen have seen it within Indeed. the last two years. Does it hold up? Surprisingly, yes. All right, um, good. You know, I, I I do think there are some problematic things in it when it comes to females in general. But nerdy Bruce Willis, I'm here for it. Like, I, I like I, I honestly, could we get more comedy based Bruce Willis? I'm OK with it. And I'll say that this also has a partner movie of She Devil. It's basically a very similar thing, but just swap out um, uh, the redhead for uh, uh, Roseanne Barr. And it's pretty much the same thing. It's fantastic. I'm going to build on something that was said earlier by, by Jackson um, in that um, we mentioned a couple of movies so far by Tim Burton. And I'm just going to go ahead and drop it and say his whole freaking catalog. Yes. It's, it's everything from, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. A bunch, some of the stuff I have, uh, some of the stuff I refuse to watch. But these are all my personal choices. But the thing is, is that Edward Scissorhands. And nightmare, uh, you know, uh, nightmare before Christmas, and about a thousand other things that he's done. They're not that scary. They play on the tropes of horror to mm-hmm. tell a charming, endearing story that he then gives to Danny Elfman to oingo boingo it up. Regardless of those choices, the thing is, as you know, nightmare before Christmas. And Edward Scissorhands, Corpse Bride, Corpse Bride all of those. Beetlejuice. Be- Beetlejuice, exactly. Um, all of those movies are uh, accessible. They are fun. They are not very scary. They're a little dated, especially the live action ones are a little dated now. Um, but you can have a lot of fun watching Michael Keaton ricochet around the screen as a absolutely bonkers ghost haunting this house. See, um, I... For for me, be, I I would say the only one that I would probably question that could be potentially unsettling for people who do not like scary movies is Beetlejuice because of the body horror practical effects. Like when the I was going to say like, when they open up their mouth and they put their eyes on top. Yeah, or is like, it that the, and the the Dune worms? Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing about those movies that I think might mess up your mom. But other than that. Other than that, I think Beetlejuice is an absolutely perfect pick. And, and, and Tech is right on the money with Tim Burton's catalog. It just, he obviously was the goth kid in high school. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, He's like the goth kid now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's obvious, right? Like, you want to make a spoopy movie that, that kids can go watch? It's Tim Burton all the way. Wait, does that include Batman with Michael Keaton? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. like the whole Joker origin. Yeah. Falling into the vat of the acid and then going to the doctor, breaking the mirror and all of that. 
can be, uh, you know, uh, can be done horrifying. And it was done kind of creepy, but it wasn't that scary. Remember, remember, guys, like, seriously, tech, tech hit the nail on the head because Tim Burton, he's our number one guy. Number one guy. Number yes. one guy. And I'll be honest, I don't really like his movies. <laughs> now, I will say Batman I really Returns. Huh? I will say this, Batman Returns, horrifying. Danny yeah. DeVito yeah. in that movie, horrifying. Yeah, that, that one does not count. That one's an exception. But that, that's not Tim Burton, though, right? Like, it's the Burton verse, but it, he didn't do the directing on that one, I don't think. I, did he do the second one? I'm wrong. He did direct that, so that just is horrible. All right, for my last pick, and this will be hard for me because I have, I have, there's so many things. Save the rest for the lightning round. I'm gonna go with one that might brush against, you know, brush against that whole debatable thing, but I think it has enough comedy in it, and plus it has Alan Tudyk in it. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. that that is. You know what? After you've watched, um, you know, Young Frankenstein, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Nine, Coraline, Cabin in the Woods, you know, some of these, uh, the Tim Burton movies after you're like, all right, I think uh, I think I could watch a little more. I think I could go a little heavier. That's when you go into Tucker and Dale versus evil. And that is that's a fun movie i it's don't so remember good. the gore count though there's not it, much i mean gore, there, there's there? a little gore like because again uh uh alan tudyk does lose some fingers in this movie. yeah but it's not believable yeah it's, it's very fake gore especially when they reattach them and it's obviously a woman's fingers <laughs> like, yes it's listen alan tudyk is delightful in that movie and if you look at that movie from the lens of it's actually just two dudes who are reluctant to admit that they're gay and they love each other but okay and this is this is more again to my point alan tudyk just in this okay this is a movie this is a horror movie gone bad this is a horror movie with like scary blood and axes and chainsaws and killing teenagers and not really but that's the joke of the movie but Alan Tudyk is here playing this character, but when he was on Dollhouse and played Alpha, and that's oh just a God. drama show. Alpha is a thousand times scarier than anything yeah. in Tucker yeah. and Dale. Alpha's just downright I, creepy. I thought you were just going to say that Alan Tudyk is good in anything. And if you don't watch any scary movies and you don't know who Alan Tudyk is, uh, Hey Hey from Moana. The robot from Doom Patrol. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He's in. Uh, he's not the robot. That's uh that's uh, no, a. No, he's a villain in Doom Patrol. But if they can watch Doom Patrol, they can watch most of these things. Brendan Fraser is the yeah. robot from yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah, but Alan to be fair, plays Mister Nobody. Hey, to be fair, the Mummy franchise with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh uh uh. What was I? Uh, the German from Twenty Eight Days. The um and 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 uh Pirate Steve from Dodgeball. Yar. Yar. Jax, what's, what's, what's the last movie you want to champion? Uh, Lord, I don't think I've watched any, anything in the vein in so long that my, that my, that I can recall. Um, cause I've already mentioned some of them. I, I would say maybe just for nostalgia purposes, the Goosebumps film purely because R.L. Stein kind of has, you know, if anybody hasn't heard of R.L. Stein, have you been living under a rock? The man literally just pumped out books for years. And you, actually, what I think Louis Lemoore was for country. R.L. Stein was for YA horror. But yeah, for an entire generation, you're right. He was he was the entry level into scary books. Let's yeah. be honest. R.L. Stein's been long since dead and he's just a robot. OK, no, he's still alive. Yeah, he's no, no, alive. No, no, no. 
No, just oh. like Daniel Steele. Gotcha. Just like Stephen King. They're all dead, and they're just <laughs> robots churning out through an algorithm. Meanwhile, right. meanwhile, the entire audience is going, who the hell is Louis L'Amour? Look him up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's mentioned Jax. in one of my lightning rounds, uh, Practical Magic. They, they, There's somebody who's obsessed with Louis L'Amour books. Oh, my um, God. But, Jax, I, I, I think you're absolutely 100% right. I think I think Arl Stein symbolizes the... I have a question. Has anyone seen the Fear Street movies yet? I have watched part of the first Okay, and so far in that part, I like it. I don't have the nostalgia for it that other people do. Nostalgia, but I was because because I didn't read the Fear Street books. Mm. Now that first Goosebumps movie with the dummy, and of course Jack Black being amazing in it, as he can do, as R.L. Stein, by the way. Oh yeah. Yes, Um, I love that movie. I think that movie's great. I think that movie is spoopy. I think it's funny and Jack Black wins. All right. Um, I'm going to say for my last one, um, and this is also like you've seen a couple of these. You're ready to get your toes a little wetter and you are going to watch Peter Jackson's The Frighteners, which we've done an episode for for the Horror Fest. Are you are you trumpeting for Jen right now? Uh, no, Jen and I agree on a lot of movies. Just saying. You just like Arlie Ermey. That's all it is. It's not. I, I also like Michael J. Fox. You leave my man crushes alone. <laughs> um, but it is. This is actually the movie that Weta was uh, founded for. They founded Weta, Weta being his special effects. company. Yes. Uh, Peter Jackson's special effects company that made it possible to do the Lord of the Rings was founded to make the movie the frighteners he had made a couple movies before and there are many actors that did this movie without even looking at the script because they liked some of the movies that they'd done that that he had done before um which i actually think uh the one with kate winslet and um that other actress i always forget her name but she's in detroit rock city and cinderella um that movie i think is actually scarier uh but it's not cast as a scary movie but the frighteners has enough of the comedy you care about the characters. There's no jump scares or, I mean, even with people jumping out of their graves, it's, it's, it's done in a way that it's not scaring you because of course our, our, anyway, Ermy, cause I'm struggling, <laughs> uh, just turns around and tells them, maggots, get back in your graves because he keeps a nice orderly, uh, cemetery there. And that is a really fun introductory scary movie. Yes. I agree. All right. It's 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 silly. It's a bunch of dead people in a graveyard. It, it it's almost done like a like a one stage play. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of movement around. The sets are very simple. It it's almost like a stage production. And if you had a friend that was a huge theater nerd that had never seen a scary movie before, I'd say Frighteners is a good intro because it's set up a lot like a stage play. Yeah, it, it has a little bit of like that those farce elements, right? Yeah. Like because it starts out where Michael J. Fox can see ghosts and so he set up a ghost busting business where his ghost friends go create a little stir in a house then people call him and he goes around and does some woo woo stuff and gets rid of the ghosts and then they pay him until ghosts that he doesn't know start showing up and that's your story (laughs) he's like who did that and they're like we didn't do that no we were gone by the time that happened so i have a bit of a challenge here all right what's your challenge 
let's say that the person we're talking to has watches all of these movies with us. Let's mm-hmm. say our introduction is our introduction goes well. And they're like, you know what? This is kind of fun. What's next? What's so we've next? gone past the entry level. So we'll go around and it's just what would be what's the next step? What's the thing that man, I ho- man, I'm so glad I got you over that hump because this is going to be a little harder. But this is what I want to watch, want you to watch next. So uh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Alien from 1979, the Ridley Scott. All right. Because it's not very gory. No. It's not very violent. Yeah. But it is very scary. It is very because scary. You, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a creature feature. It is the story of a monster hunting the crew of a ship. That's one, a big step. And, and one by one, it kills them all. But here's the really scary thing about it. You never see the monster. Yep. Because the monster you imagine is scarier than the monster you see on the screen. And they leave it up to your imagination as to what the xenomorph looks like. And it makes its way through the ship, killing them one at a time. Now, if they survive Alien, the next step is, of course, Aliens, because then we're just going to have fun with it and going to watch Colonial Space Marines blow people up. And if we survive that, this is where Jason's going to have a huge belly laugh at this one. But if we've made it all the way through this... We're watching Event Horizon. Oh, Lord. I was going to give a next step. Then I would do something that is more cerebral than jump scary or gory. And I would go with something that's very, very good. Something that has a lot of plot. Something that has a lot of, you know, atmosphere to it. Mm -hmm. And I would go with Hereditary. I think if you made your way through the comedy, through some of the minor gore, I think a movie that uses atmosphere storytelling and and and, and cerebral just cerebral just at- attempts at your fear, I think you'd be much better off, and you would be way more open to seeing other things because Hereditary is one of the few movies that made both me and Jen stop in the middle of the movie theater and go, "Did that just happen? Wait a minute!" and uh, this is starring Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne, by the way. Yeah, Tony Collette's in Scare the Hell Out of Me. She's such a good actress. Yeah. Tony Collette's performance in that movie. Yeah. Because Hereditary is just a treatise on how people deal with grief. There's some supernatural stuff in there as well, but Tony Collette's performance is what typifies this movie as great. She's so outstanding. Can I just say, like, I've never seen her do anything that I didn't absolutely love. I. By the way, we'll mention again Knives Out. Um, It was such a delight because she was so outside of character as much as um, him in that extra large sweater. Uh, So, Jax, what is your next step? I think I think for me, in if 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 we're looking at this from, I am literally the person that will. I I am almost at the level I would say of your mom, Nutty. For for excellent. Um, for for me, I'm literally gonna say. If you can get through the animated stuff, you can get through that. You move into some of the older horror films, and and for 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 one of the things like we did we did um for for Flash Pulp like just this earlier this weekend is we watched Poltergeist because uh, Pope had problems getting in getting through that forever, um and 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 watching it you know years separated from when it first came out, you can go all right this isn't that scary, but you can kind of like look back and see why it might have been that's a scary movie i i I, 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 is clean like i mean 
I mean, I wasn't super scared by it, but I can understand why there are a lot of people who would be scared by it, especially if they have ever created children. Yeah. But for me, it'd be moving into like, you know, some of the older films like, like, like Poltergeist. Some could say Little Shop of Horrors, things that are, that are kind of, you know, they're, they're 30, 40 years removed and you're like, all right, you can, you can see some of the aged effects. And then from there, maybe move into some of the other stuff. I think, I think one that's actually on my list that you could would be, you know, next immediate steps would be the trilogy of terror from 1970s. Like at this point, you can see, you can sit back and be like, all right, it's aged. It's maybe not as terrifying, but it kind of kind of sets the, that tone that you can start prepping yourself for, perhaps. And then maybe move into some of the more modern stuff, perhaps the Saw series, if you want to make that really big leap after you've gotten used to some of the the older considered classics of horror after getting after getting used to the not so hor- not so scary horror films into more of the. All right. Maybe there's a little bit more to it now. I'm going to be in the same vein as you. Because I, I was I was trying to think of some pretty good ones. And I have a couple, you know, like Misery is a really good one. Things oh, like that. Oh, Misery is a great one. But I, I think it might be a little listen, too chilling. Listen, the gore She hobbles the dude. But hang on, hang on. I think the next step, like once you're ready to actually watch legitimate horror, I think Psycho. The movie that changed not just horror, but movies as we view them and change movies as an art form. And you're going to watch the original. You're going to watch it in black and white where it was Hershey's syrup. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's Hershey's syrup. That's how they did it. It was awesome. And you're going to watch Jamie Lee Curtis's mom get killed. Um, but the, none of this Vince Vaughn nonsense. Okay? Or Mila Kunis. We're going to watch the original as Hitchcock, as Hitchcock did it. And I think that is a good first step. I think like what Jax was saying is because it's so far removed, it's not as scary as a lot of scary movies are. But that would be my first step. Once you said, okay, I'm going to go away from spoopy and into actual scary. That would be my first step. And to be fair, Psycho would probably be like a lesser version of something hereditary. Like hereditary... We watched Psycho in uh, my high school class, my high school film study class, and we broke everything down because like that really it is it is art. It's a treatise on how to make a film. Um, yeah. It, it, and it changed everything. Uh, so if we could just a quick lightning round, there are a couple of things that I did want to mention, for instance, uh, what if I want to watch with kids? There's a lot of movies that we mentioned here that even though they don't have blood, they don't have gore. And they don't have a lot of violence. They're still not movies I would watch with kids. So there's a couple of uh, uh, movies I would watch with kids. Kiki's Delivery Service. Absolutely. I would never. Hocus Pocus. I would count Hocus Pocus, but not Kiki, though. Like, I mean, I know there's a witch involved. It's about a witch. I, I think it counts. If I can get the kids to sit still for eight seconds, the TV show of the Adams Family. Oh, the actual Adams Family TV yeah, like, show, like the not one the, that's on the... TV Land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the black and white, the 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 Sean Astin. The one, one. the one with Rudy's dad is yeah. as as Gomez. Not Sean Astin. John Astin. John. Yeah. Astin. Bilbo, uh, not Bilbo, but Sam. Sam. I yeah. will also throw those Adams Family movies with Raul Julia up there as well. Outside kids. of the overt sexual reference, but oh, when when they're waiting when they're waiting for the girl to come out of the cake, and he's like, it's like Lurch, Lurch, you did let her out of the cake before you baked it, right? Oh, he's no. like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like Lurch, you did bake it. He's like, you did bake, it. like you didn't bake it while she was still in there, did you? And 
<laughs> Jax mentioned it earlier, but he just stepped away. But Jax mentioned it, and we got to throw Casper in there. Mm-hmm. Let's be Casper let's be fair. Sure. I still think Casper's the ghost of Richie Rich. One, one of the one of the things about the Halloween Horror Fest that I've had since the beginning is that the last film, if not the last three films, are films that you can either watch with your kids or are non or movies that are not super scary. They're usually meant for kids. What yeah. do you got this year? We, uh, we've done uh, in the past. What's the last okay, one? Me, What's your kids one? Look at my list. I, I've got it on here. Because I didn't recognize one. Um, Vampire in the versus the Bronx. Vampires versus the Bronx. Is that for kids or teens? Um, I would go with kids, since most of the kids in that are probably under thirteen. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, like we 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 we've done Casper. We've done Hocus Pocus. We've done Nightmare Before Christmas. In fact, we've done we none of us mentioned this, by the way. <laughs> Gremlins. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. in the in that same line, scary for kids, especially little kids, Monsters Inc. Mm. That's that's fair. That's fair. Ano- oh, uh another one uh that we've done on the podcast, Monster House. I have not seen it's that the one. CGI one about the haunted house. Speaking of, sorry, I just saw a trailer. The Muppets are doing Disney's Haunted Mansion. Thank goodness Disney knows what they're doing. I mean, that's the only Haunted Mansion movie I am interested in seeing. I am in. And I think we'll leave it on that note, if I may, because you can't top that. You know, Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog here, reporting from Terror of Terror. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Jax, where can people find you? Maybe playing video games. You can find me over on the Twitterverse uh, at Jack's Drill or more recently on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Jack's Drill, where you can send me a follow or a sub as I have recently made the affiliate status. Congratulations, Jax. And Jason, where can everybody hear all of the episodes of Halloween Horror Fest? You can find everything we do here at nerdswithvoices.com. You can also join our Facebook group, Nerds with Voices, because remember, guys. Everyone has them. Tell us what are the movies that you think would make good recommendations for people that don't like scary movies. Go ahead and l- let us know. You can send it to us on Facebook. You can do it on Instagram, Twitter. Join our Discord. We love chatting in the Discord anywhere. We'd love to hear it. So thanks so much. Bye. Good see everybody. Bye. Bye. We want to thank our patrons without whom we wouldn't be putting out two episodes a month. And we probably wouldn't be as consistent as we are because there's a few months that I may have just skipped if I didn't think that people actually cared. So thank you so much. And we're going to thank our big daddies. We're going to start with the top right here. Who is with me? Thank you, Jax. Thanks, Jax. Thank you so much for all of your support. We want to thank uh, Jason. Thanks so much. And Rich the TT. All of you make everything so much easier. And to our patrons of the arts, we want to thank Andy Luke, Dare, Mark Cabot, uh, Mark the Encaffeinated Ooh, One, whoop. Melissa Bartell, the bathtub mermaid. The Big Daddy's favorite! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> the Radical Geek and Susanna. And we want to thank all of our patrons because our $1 and above patrons, you are the ones that keep things going. You are the lifeblood of this Patreon. So thank you to Shane, Cliff, Grig, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Mike, Patrick, Stephen, Tibby, Will, and Zachman. Thank you so much, everyone. You are the best. 
Nutty Bites is produced by Nimla Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 